Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Bajwa Kasanya. This is the Fully Functional Humanity Podcast. You're most welcome to this evening. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're answering the question, what's the benefit of me walking in my purpose? The first thing we want to realize, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is that let's, as a reminder, go over what a purpose is. Remember, purpose was what was in the mind of a creator before design, fabrication, or empowerment takes place. If the creator has something in mind before he made you, then he must have a definite outcome for you doing what he designed you to do. The second thing we want to remember, ladies and gentlemen, about God is God functions by reward. He stays in the realm of reward. He rewards us for actually doing what he designs us to do. The rewards are disparate. They're all over the place. They can be different in many, many ways. But God will reward you for walking in your purpose in what can be very challenging circumstances because we're going to do it in a hostile spiritual environment or what we call a fallen world. You're going to be and do what God wants you to be and do in what is a hostile environment. And the Bible is very specific. God says, I'll reward you for it. But let's look at what he says. And the key element, that is great to know. And we're going to look at some of those rewards later. It's great to know, but it becomes a burden if you don't know how to get there. And so we're also going to look at the steps to get there, ladies and gentlemen. And so let's turn to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. The reason we go there is... This is where God details, this is what a successful human life looks like. And ladies and gentlemen, let's see what he says. The Bible says the following, and I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Bible. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his image, in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Verse 26 is very interesting. God gives two conditions. He says, let us make man in our image, and after our likeness. And then he says, if that be done, and let them have. But by the time we get to verse 28, he says it differently. The Bible says, and God blessed them. Notice, he, but in verse 27, he's already done the first part of verse 26. The Bible says God 
creates man in his image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them three things that we have nothing to do with this is what God does God shapes those things but then he says and God bless them God transfers an element of himself to his creation and then he does something unique the Bible says and God said to when God says to this is the first time God refers to one of his creations as an equal he speaks directly to and notice that means I expect an answer he says to he doesn't say of he says to and so ladies and gentlemen God then gives four steps to his new creation and then he says and I'm coming back to those four steps in a moment he then says and have meaning if you do these things that I have just detailed, dominion will be yours irrespective. And so that's what we want to keep in mind. So let's break it down a little bit. Dominion, ladies and gentlemen, in Hebrew terms means to crumble off. So dominion means in simple terms, when God says and have dominion, that means in the situation or circumstance that you find yourself, I, God, through you, will show up. And we realize that when a man allows that to happen, God rewards such a man because, it is, because he knows we're doing it in an environment that does not necessarily allow that to happen easily. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what is the outcome of your purpose in simple terms when you walk in your purpose god walks in the room and that makes all the difference and that is the outcome the reason we wanted to get the outcome clear is if i understand the outcome of a process i am more likely to go through whatever is necessary to get to that outcome. It's like joining a queue. If you join a queue and you don't know where the end is or what's going to happen at the end, after a while, you may just, you know, give up and say, you know what, this queue's not moving. Things are great, but I'm off. But if you realize that at the end of the queue, they're having tickets for an absolutely fabulous concert and they are half price and they're only half price for that particular day you will stick the queue out even if people bump you even if it rains you're standing in the sun you'll 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 stick it out because you're going to get half price tickets to an amazing concert and so ladies and gentlemen the outcome of our purpose as varied as our purposes may be the ultimate outcome is that when we are done, God is left standing. And that changes everything. Now, how do we get there? Because when we allow that to happen, the Bible says God rewards us. And we're going to look at that reward. But how do we get there? The Bible tells us in Genesis 1.28. The first thing the Bible says is, The Bible says, and God blessed them. 
When God blesses you, he shares a part of himself with you and I so we can do and be and function just like him. It is an empowerment phrase where God literally stoops down from where he is and transfers a part of himself to us. We call it a gift, a bent, a grace, an endowment. And then the Bible says, and God said unto them, we also realize that the primary vehicle for God transferring anything from himself to us is his word. We've spoken about that and we, we will speak about that in, in, in subsequent episodes. But I want you to please remember that when God wants to transfer anything to you, he will speak to you. And that's the beauty of his word. That's the beauty of the Bible. And that's the beauty of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But then the Lord gives us four things. And this is how your purpose will play out. The Bible says the following. The Bible says, first thing is, be fruitful. And what I want you to understand about be fruitful is, that means be the you that God's interaction with you has produced. Be the you that God has, through his kindness, his love, and the things he does with you repetitively, be that person because that shapes who you are on that has shaped who you are on the inside and i'll give you an example today has been a very busy day for myself and my family we're planning to um we're planning to go away and if you've ever tried to move a family of you know four or five to go away for two or three weeks um ostensibly on holiday although we are going for um we have a family bereavement so we're going to we're going for that and so there are so many things there are lots of lists there are many many things we need to do and we've literally been burning the candle at both ends and in the middle and so today has been a very busy day and I found myself on the wrong end of my schedule I had done a lot of work and I found that I had hit a really tired point and I knew that I had so much more to do In the middle of that, a person flashes through my mind. And when a person flashes through my mind, they are not connected with anything I'm doing at that particular point in time. They're not connected with where I'm going necessarily, but they flash through my mind. Is somebody I know? And so I, you know, I, I have my computer open and I'm, I send her a line that, how are you? What's, you know, you just flash through my mind. How are things going? And I, I, you know, and then I get a very pleasant response back. And then for the next 20 or 30 minutes, we're just exchanging messages. And the messages are, keep going, God will do it, along those kind of lines. By the time the conversation is finished, ladies and gentlemen, the only person left standing is God. The person on the other side of the world realizes that even though I feel very much alone, God sees me. 
And I get that. And now I don't have a technical phrase for how I felt when that exchange finished. I, 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 I can't find a technical phrase for it. And the phrase is that warm, fuzzy feeling where you are totally appreciative of God. To say, God, thank you very much for allowing me to be part of that. While you ministered to that person so gently and so specifically. And I honestly hope that if there's somebody listening who's feeling alone, God does the same for you. What, why am I telling you that? You've got to be the you that God has designed. Why did I go down the road? Why did I stop what I was doing and go down that road to send that message? For a very simple reason. I've done it before. The Lord has done it before. And when God drops somebody into my mind like that, it's rarely random. And so I go down that road. Be fruitful. Be the you that God has shaped through his love and kindness. Then the Bible says multiply in the very same way. Multiply means to cause somebody or something else to be fruitful, to reshape somebody else's environment so they can be the very best that they can be. And ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize, your gift, your skill, your bent, your purpose will always do that for the people around you. It will create an environment for them to be the best version of themselves. And so and be a great teacher. Be a great friend, be a great mentor, be a great brother, be a great boss. Be a great stranger. And what does that mean? You create an environment for somebody else to be fruitful, whatever that entails. Realizing at that particular moment in time, that's what God wants you to do. The third thing God says is replenish the earth. Replenish. The root word of replenish means to replace what is missing. In any situation that you find that is outside of God's will, what is missing is God. Any situation that you find a chat that you see as a challenge, any situation that says this is not how things should be. What is missing in that situation is God. And then everything else will begin to go the way he wants to. And so in those situations, ladies and gentlemen, to put it into in context for you. When Joseph sees his brothers. Who sold him into slavery. He replaces what is missing. And he presents to them a forgiving, kind and generous God who doesn't hold them account to their wrongs and it reshapes their history. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the third thing that God says you should do. Replace what is missing. Be the brother that somebody needs. Be the sister that somebody needs. Be the friend that somebody needs. And the fourth thing, ladies and gentlemen, is to subdue. That means when you are when you confront the difficult circumstances of life through the love, power and knowledge of God. Bring fruitfulness where fruitfulness was not expected. 
We can do that by forgiveness. We can do that by kindness. We can do that by wisdom. We can do that by insight. We can do that by a greater knowledge of the person and the person's circumstances or the circumstances around a particular thing. Be a great boss, great friend, great employer, great landlord, whatever it may be. But ladies and gentlemen, subdue. That means even in the face of great challenge, do your very best to make sure that at the end of the day, God is there. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when you think about it, the Bible says when you carry out those four steps, when you walk in those four things, the Lord says dominion will show up. Not that you earned it. He will make sure it is something that he brings as a benefit. He brings it. And when we say dominion, dominion means when you walk in your purpose, God walks in the room. And that makes all the difference. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, and this is what I want to encourage you, to remember when you make that happen and it will always be there will all it will always involve an element of sacrifice you're going to have to give up something on your part to allow God's way of thinking and God's way of doing to take over you're probably not going to have to respond if you're a parent in a way that is angry or hurtful or breaking, whereby you'll surprise your teenager with a calm approach to a very challenging situation, or you'll surprise that recalcitrant employee, or you'll surprise the rude bus driver, or you'll surprise the rude shop assistant with kindness and mercy. For God to show up, you're going to have to sacrifice that little bit of you that says, I'm going to show, give you a taste of your own medicine and I'm going to let God come through. The Bible says God will reward you every time. Every single time you do so, where you allow God to show up, he said, I'll reward you. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about that as you think about your purpose. There is God functions by reward. If you run through the Bible and you think about the people that allowed God to show up in their circumstances. To run through a few, it's quite an interesting lineup. For Ruth, she finds herself not only married, but she finds herself in the lineage of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For Esther... She finds herself queen of one of the most powerful nations of the known world at that time. But she also lives to see her people return to safety. For Nehemiah, the Bible says that he has the opportunity to return to a rebuilt, fully functioning Jerusalem. And for Jesus Christ, he sees you and I back with our father. For which the Bible says, I'll reward you. And for Jesus, he rewards him 
The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, he gives him a name above every name. And so ladies and gentlemen, for what God has called you to do, what God has gifted you to do, what you find yourself walking in because it's a unique path, I want to encourage you that there is a reward. For when God shows up, he won't only shape the circumstances for the person he sends you to. He will reward you for being the catalyst, allowing him to do so. When we think about Joseph, Joseph gave the children of Israel something that God gave him. And that was a dream. And he said, one day God will come back and visit you. And he said, when he does so, take me with you. That I'll stay with you until he does. The Bible records that they carry Joseph home. Ladies and gentlemen, what you do now will not only bless you, but it will have an impact on those that are connected to you, your loved ones, your children and generations after you. Because God said, I won't just reward you, I will reward everybody connected to you because of what you do. And so ladies and gentlemen, today I'd like to encourage you there is an outcome for your purpose and it is that God will be seen in your space. And when he is, he will reward you because you sacrificially enabled him to do so. I really hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Really proud of you. And may God be kind to you. If you enjoyed this, ladies and gentlemen, kindly share it with your friends. If you would like to subscribe, that would be absolutely wonderful. You can do so on the various platforms that we find ourselves on. SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, it's at Badger That's both on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on YouTube if you want to. Have the very best day you can. God bless you.